Today is uh, an evening of prayer and of healing. And I know that um, some people may not be in the mood for praise, but something else is to do. Um, now, in our song this evening, it says, He heals the heartbroken and bandages their wounds. And in Matthew 11, 28, Jesus says, Come to me, all that labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'm going to start looking at just one other quote about healing. It comes from Exodus 15, 26. Um, and God says this, If you obey me completely by doing what I consider right, and by keeping my commands, I will not punish you with any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians. I am the Lord, the one who heals you. And I felt that was a two-sided thing. Um, here's the promise, I am the Lord that heals you. But I found it difficult with the beginning bit saying, if you obey me completely, because none of us are perfect. Um, and obeying God completely is really difficult. Um, which is why I needed Jesus in the first place. So we're just going to spend five minutes or more um, just getting right with God before we pray. Uh, saying sorry for the things we've done wrong or the things that we should have done and we chose not to. Um, after that little time of quiet, we're going to sing a song called Condemnation Falls Away. Um, feel free to join in if you want to or just to, to listen to the words. So let's pray. Jesus, um, we are sorry for the many times that we fall short and we don't obey completely. We're complex people. There are so many types of problems we have, so many types of healing. Healing from physical and mental illness, emotional healing, healing from guilt or healing from past hurt, forgiveness of the sins, healing from addictions or sadness, healing of relationships. Um, it's just so complex. And we are all so complex. But prayer doesn't need to be. And sometimes we just need to simply ask for help and ask for healing, like a child asks his dad for something. Um, I know it sounds a little bit silly, but uh, about a month ago, um, I had a very powerful <laughs> prayer time. I felt prompted to call God Dad, rather than Father. Um, in my mind, Father is a little bit of a Victorian word, someone who looks after you, but maybe is a little bit detached. Um, God was saying to me, doesn't want to be emotionally detached or emotionally distant. Um, and for me, calling in my heavenly dad seemed to open up a better understanding of all those stories and pictures that Jesus painted with God as a father figure. Very quick book onto this. Link the idea of having childlike faith with a picture of a good dad. And we've got that potential relationship between us and God. Jesus often tried hard to explain. So, a 
child was not afraid to ask silly questions multiple times. And a good dad is happy to answer. A child needs help with everyday things. And in his eyes, a good dad is all-knowing and totally capable of sorting out his problems. And most of the time, a child has no concept of doubting that his dad can help. A child does things wrong regularly, and a good dad will turn him off or her off for, me, uh, for, for doing it and make them learn from it and forgive them for it. A child will hurt themselves and a good dad will be able to make it better, even if the disease is faster. Dad's in charge and a child sometimes needs to be reminded of that. A good dad can get you out of a fix, but you probably have to ask first. Good dad knows what you've done. He knows who you are. He knows what journey you've been through to get where you are. And he truly and totally loves you just as you are. Um, I just want to spend a little bit of time thanking God for being an amazing dad. We need to say, say something. Matthew writes about a very special day during Jesus' time on earth. 
Um, Jesus left Matthew, and the rest of his disciples in a town and walked up a mountain uh, with Peter, James and John. And there his face became bright as the sun, his clothes white as light, and Peter, James and John heard a voice said, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. But unfortunately, when they returned to town, they found that things weren't going well. Because the disciples who were left in the town had been asked to heal a child that was suffering from seizures. They couldn't do it. Jesus did heal the boy. And later the disciples came to Jesus in private and said, Well, why couldn't we do that? He replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Now, I think it's easy to assume that prayer isn't answered because our faith is... It is easy to assume that maybe we doubt ourselves and we think that maybe our faith isn't big enough. Uh, and I know my... Faith in healing is limited, even though I've seen people healed. Um, I have my doubts, but I also know that a mustard seed is really small. And it grows into quite a substantial tree or plant, depending on the type of mustard. And all mustard plants create loads and loads of seeds. Maybe Jesus was trying to say that even a really tiny mustard seed sized prayer can spread further than that person could ever, ever imagine because we are praying in God's strength. Without God we can do nothing. But God can do really amazing things with our teeny tiny prayers. Tiny prayers are effective. And the effect of tiny prayers could be huge. But imagine what God can do with our big prayers. And I generally believe if we can pray earnestly and honestly, God always listens and answers to our prayers. Despite our anxieties, despite our doubts. It's just that sometimes we forget that God is in charge. Sometimes he answers our prayers slower than we expect to or in a different way to what we expect. doesn't mean they haven't been answered. And I'm sure that if we look back at our past prayers, we'll realise he has actually answered a lot of them. We won't ever find um, how capable and trusty God, God is, though, if we are fighting to step out in faith and find out. And tonight is the night to pray again with our mustard seed faith. And rely on God to answer our prayers because He knows what we need. He knows how to give good things to His children. In Luke 11 10, it says, For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Now, suppose one of you. Fathers is asked by his son for a fish. <coughs> will he not give him a snake instead of a fish? He won't, will he? Or if he's asked for an egg, he won't give him a scorpion, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more 
Will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? loving Heavenly Father, your word reminds us, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. Father, at a time when momentous decisions are being taken, will have profound effects for all. We pray above all that your wisdom will prevail, that your will will be done, and that your kingdom will come in this land. In this confused and fragile world, strengthen our faith, we pray. Increase our love, and let your peace flow through us that we might be an ocean of calm in what has become a restless sea. Father God, your will for all people is wholeness and salvation. Lord Jesus, you came that we might have life and might have it more abundantly. Holy Spirit, you make our bodies the temple of your presence. So we pray, Grant your healing grace tonight to all who are sick and in need, that they may be made whole in you. Grant to all who are lonely, anxious or depressed an awareness of your loving presence with them and a knowledge of your will for them. To all who minister to those who are suffering, we pray that you would grant them wisdom and skill, sympathy and patience. For those damaged by broken relationships, Lord, pour your healing and reconciliation into shattered lives. And for those in mental distress, restore, restore to them, we pray, soundness of mind, and serenity of spirit. Sustain and support those who seek your guidance and lift up all who are brought low by the trials of this life. Uphold by the grace and consolation of your Holy Spirit those who are bereaved and who mourn the loss of loved ones. God of love and mercy, embrace all those whose hearts today overflow with grief, unanswered questions, and such a sense of loss. Grant them space to express their tears, and hold them close through the coming days. O Lord, we pray, restore to wholeness whatever is broken by human sin, in our lives, in our nation, and in our world. In the fullness of time, complete your gracious work. 
reconcile all things in Christ and make them new, that we may be restored in your image, renewed in your love, and serve you as sons and daughters in your kingdom. For we ask these things in the precious name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their limbs. The opening verses of Psalm 147. And the Lord gathers us in, the exiles of Israel. He restores our lives. He welcomes the outcasts, the people who feel they don't fit, they don't belong. Those who are broken in spirit, the lost and the lonely, the broken and the breaking, the tired and the aching. So I watched the film Rocket Man last night, Dr. John's story. A man who says he still looks to his father's affection, his father's approval, 30 years after his dad died. The tragedy of that. And the release that forgiveness brought him actually. I just need to forgive my parents now. And the healing that brought him. Love and forgiveness. Banal things, we think, but powerful things. The things that Jesus spoke about. The things that were the hearts of our relationship with him. And we come seeking his love. His forgiveness, his healing. And he gathers the exiles of Israel. He gathers us from the place of exile, from our place of fear, our place of obsession, our place of grief, our place of sadness. And he welcomes us into his presence, the place where he holds us, renews our hopes. Heals our bodies, rebuilds our shattered lives. We've been exploring what it means for us to be a healing church at Brightburn, and it's the beginning of a journey for us. So we're not saying we've got the answers, we are looking to the God who brings healing to his people. And in the course of that journey, we aspire to share in people's triumphs, in their joys and victories. And also to support each other, to be there for each other in pain, loss, and anxiety. To be a safe place where Jesus meets us at our point of need and empowers us to walk in his life. And a big sense that this is a safe place tonight, a safe place to be honest, a safe place to be vulnerable. Safe place to say to God, this, this is who I am, this is where I'm at. <coughs> Help me. Hold me. Heal me. And Nita talked about faith and size and a grain of mustard seed. And a mustard seed is pretty insignificant. And our faith may be pretty insignificant. But a mustard seed can grow into a big plant. 
And I want to say it's not about the amount of faith you have, but it's where you put it. And if your faith seems totally insignificant to you, you put your trust in the God who made you and who loves you. Come to him and say, Father, here I am. Hold me and heal me. However falsely that faith might be, you're putting it in the right place and opening your heart to God's Spirit to life in you. Can have an opportunity for us to share together and to pray for each other in Jesus' name. Now, some of you might have come thinking, I would like someone to pray with me specifically for healing. In which case, there are four places you can go because we've got four uh, teams of people ready to pray with you if you'd like. Tim and Mary are going to be in the corner, the prayer place over there. Um, Harold and Jenny are going to be in the chapel. Uh, Michael and Carolyn are going to be on the city out there. And Sue and I are going to be in the main hall. Put your coat on. If, if, you, if you don't want specific prayer, then there's a chance just for you to, to get together in small groups anywhere in this, in this church and just, just share together. Can we pray for so-and-so? Can we pray for this? This is who I am. I like prayer for this. So if it's not prayer for healing, just talk together. And if it seems right, to pray with each other, to get to know each other, and to support each other. But let me remind you of those words. This is a safe place where Jesus meets us at that point in need. And empowers us all in years of life. That's our vision for what Brighton Road is going to be like. So if you don't know people, uh, just, just say, oh, this is who I am, nice to meet you, and it may just be you don't get your conversation, and that's fine. But just a place to share with each other. You'll see in the corner there of Tim and Mary Free, uh, I've said that for, for Howard and for Jenny and, and for Michael and for Karen and so myself, if no one's there for us, we'll come and sit in the corner over there, okay? So you can see if, if people are free and you'd like prayer for one of us, then come and join us and we'll go and pray in the appointed place. So, if you're praying with people, if you'd like to go to the station, if you'd like prayer, just go and share with them. Otherwise, just talk together, get to know each other, pray with each other if you feel comfortable doing so. And we'll come back together in about a quarter of an hour, 20 minutes or so, if that's okay. This is this is time for you to share and pray together and to receive ministry if you'd like to do so.